Welcome, welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy or Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. I know you missed us. Yes, we missed y'all too, but we've been we've been busy living. Gotta um, do it. Gotta do it. But we're so happy to be back. We've got a a um just a plethora of things to talk about today. That's my word. Plethora. I like it. <laughs> Um, so we're going to start off with, I know it's been months ago, but I've got this wonderful theory about Will Smith that I'm going to share. So we're going to talk about that real quick. Um, the shooting in Buffalo. Um, and that's going to lead to a couple of other things we're going to throw in. Um, Road versus Wade. And then um, our last one, which will be, you'll just have to wait till the end to figure out what the last one is. Ah, <laughs> ah. But we're going to start off with some with some with a sad note. The number of COVID deaths in the United States has reached a million mm-hmm. Americans. Yeah, um, and, and cases are currently rising, even though I, I don't think deaths are. Yes. But that Omicron variant, I think it's the one they're calling it, is highly contagious, and it's and it's on the uptake. But you know, people aren't getting as sick. But it's it's we're still in a we're still unfortunately in a pandemic. We're still in a pandemic. So, um, you know, we are mask wearers. Um, we're vaccinated, but we also believe in wearing our masks. So we yes. wear our masks for the safety of ourselves and for safety of others as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, we're still in a pandemic. I know people are trying to live regular lives and what have you, but, yes. um, you know, you don't die from the cold. From those people who want to claim that it's a cold, you do not die from a cold. Mm-hmm. So understand that this is um, very much a a um, deadly um, virus and that that people are still dying. So yeah. nobody would have imagined that we would have reached this this number. No. I, but Tracy, didn't I tell you no. we were going to reach a million before? You did. You I did. You absolutely did. did. You absolutely did. Yep. So yeah, so I know, and I get it. I I too, I'm sick of those masks too because I want to put on lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> I put some lip gloss on and then put my mask on. Talk about I know it's on. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, well, until right. we, we can do better. That's where we are now, and we and we will. I hope that people will will vaccinations will increase, and and people will be mindful of of their fellow man. Um, and there we are. All right. So moving on. I know Will Smith and the and the Chris Rock thing happened months ago, and and we're short. We we have a short memory. Yeah. But um, as I was telling Tracy, when it happened, I was on. I didn't watch the award program. So I was on Twitter and I kept seeing references to it, but I thought it was a bit. You know, mm-hmm. so I just kept scrolling through. And then I was on Twitter and someone said, um, is there an emergency Zoom link? Because black folks need to have a meeting right now. And then they referenced the Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock slap. And I was like, okay, well, let me go back and read it. So I read it and and was shocked just shocked by what had happened read and watched it was shocked but what i told tracy and i have seen nobody else say it so if i see this out on twitter i know that they got it from me yeah but what <laughs> happened what had happened is mm-hmm. and nobody's seen it but me as i watched it the second time will smith metamorphed into shift was it shift change was shift shaper or he yep. shift he shift shaped into a white woman as he walked up those stairs tracy he turned into a white blonde woman because only a white woman specifically blonde uh-huh. walk up on stage slap a black man uh-huh. walk back down still talk shit <laughs> get on stage yeah. Win an award, win a award, cry <laughs> and become the victim. Become the victim, even though you committed the crime. Become the victim, cry and then and then go party and then go party. Jabisa, I I have to hand it to you. Yes, <laughs> he became a white woman. I didn't see it the first time, but the second time I seen that shift change as he walked up to the stairs and I said, only a white woman could do it. Will Smith has become a white woman. Yes, I said it. Sure did. I said it. And if anybody else says it, they have gotten it from me. Yeah. (laughs) He sure did. And I wonder if it's something that just like happened or I don't think it was, I don't think he was consciously saying, I'm just going to invoke my 
the white woman in me and do it. But I just think he's probably, you know, seen it enough and, you know, maybe with his star status has taken on that entitlement. Nothing he can do it. But yes, to be so that is it. And we'll do that. We'll be the offender and, and the victim and then the same come time. back and become the victim and come cry and, victim and cry and cry. Tracy, that is not that's a white woman move. He that's was, a white woman. That is a book. Yes. White woman move what he just did. Textbook. 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 Textbook mm-hmm. White woman move what he did. And now he's okay. Yep. Now but but the other thing, the other thing though, is this whole idea of how we can easily abuse a black man. Yes. And I think my disappointment was a, a number of reasons. Number one, there was no reason for that. There was no reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, it was, of course, nationwide. So it just gave this okay, because we know white men abuse black men. We know white women abuse black men. But now this whole notion that a black man can go and abuse another black man. Right. We, we are okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there, there are means in which you can go about settling issues. You know, if you were defending your wife, you could, you could have stepped to him at another time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this was very public. This was incredibly public. So, um, and, you know, not, I, you know, I wasn't a huge, you know, Will Smith was Will Smith. You know, I like it jiggy with it. You know, I watched some of his movies, um, but I, I, I have no respect for him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Not that he cares. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't care. Not one bit. He doesn't care. But that's my little. That's my little two cents. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has their. Everybody has their side. Some people are team Will. Some people are team Dave Chappelle. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, not Dave Chappelle. Team um, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah. But I, I just lost a lot of respect for him in in that at, in that moment. I really did. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, okay. And mm-hmm. of course, and then what? What people were concerned about is that would this lead to other comedians being? Um, Assaulted on stage. It did. It did. It did. It sure did. You know, David Chappelle was on stage and somebody came and, and, you know, tackled him. Mm -hmm. And then he got, then he got the beat down. He got the beat down. (laughs) Yeah. Because they was ready. He was ready. Yeah. And then he looking, and then the attacker looking crazy. Like what? (laughs) He's coming to the white woman. (laughs) (laughs) See, it doesn't work for everybody, sir. Apparently it doesn't. He went about it the wrong way. Um, but uh, moving on, so that was my that was our little two cents about that episode of American history. So, um, sad news. Uh, there's been a, 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 a what they call a mass shooting. Mass shooting. In, yep. In Buffalo, New York. Uh huh. Um, a total of ten people were killed. I think it's ten or eleven. Uh huh. Was it two people? Or I I have to. I'm, I'm confusing it with something else. But I know ten people were killed, and I think it was. Some people went to the hospital and I think one of them died. Mm-hmm. Um, but 10 people were killed. Yes. It was a young white male. Yeah. Um, he, he was able to walk out and he's going to jail. And um, he's going to, yes. He's, he's alive. He's, in, he's alive. And of course they can take him because the, the cops never think of them as a threat. He was, right. and then he walked out, trusted, put the gun to his head, knowing that he did not intend, he was going to shoot himself in the head like I was. Yeah. And you know, that wasn't happening. Yeah. So, so, um, but they, of course, they got him. They got him alive, and he he's alive. He's, and so he, he fine. He was well treated. He had no busted lip, no black eye when I, when he appeared in court. And Nothing. they did, but they didn't take him to McDonald's. No. I, well, you know what? We don't know that. <laughs> they said that somebody said, "Did they take him to McDonald's?" McDonald's yes. We don't know that. Yeah. They probably said, "You remember last time, y'all just don't say nothing. We gonna take you through the drive through real quick." <laughs> But yes, he made, he made it alive. But one of the, the he had a man, uh, uh, was it a manifest that he put out and talked about re- the replacement theory, which I knew nothing about because that's not my thing. It's, and it's ridiculous, and it's not a thing. It is not a thing, and it's and you're absolutely right. It's ridiculous, but it's one that has been touted by um, Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Yes, which now- is scary when Tucker Carlson becomes your source, and be, when he becomes the authority on things of this nature because he's a quack anyway he very much so but he's a he's a quack with a forum with and a, a big and platform a, yes and a platform in which many many people listen and believe what he says but um um i, I do like dl dl hughley and so dl hughley talked about 
um, that he is also responsible. You cannot yell fire in a theater and not mm-hmm. have some responsibility for the actions that happen because of you yelling fire. Um, right. Of course, we know nothing will happen to him. No, nope. but there is, he is, he is a part of that. He is culpable for. He is quite culpable, but he doesn't care. And you know what, to be said, I don't know, eventually somebody can because we're a very litigious society. So I think a clever enough attorney can probably file a charge. I just don't know if anybody would be up against it because it would be, you know, the groundbreaking ones, the ones that are new. Sometimes people don't have the stomach to take that kind of thing on, but he can absolutely be as somebody should, I think, charge him because that's the only way he's going to stop this. Because if you have, if you never have any consequence for your actions, then it emboldens people. And Tucker Carlson is going to keep doing this and he's going to keep saying things like that that endanger other people because there's nothing that's going to happen to him there's no repercussions he gets more you know notoriety and um but he nothing adversely happens to him so yeah he's going to keep he's going to keep doing it which Um, is really really sad because the news is not the news anymore mm -mm. in the news was, was supposed to be objective initially that's how it started and you know it, it, but it's very sad. You're right that that he can continue saying these things, um, but taking him to court and mm-hmm. making him pay, yeah, is, is a motivator. It is. It oh, would be a motivator. So even if they lost it, but just the the cost to him to right. have to defend himself, just something like that. And again, I don't know that it would stop him, especially if he won the if he won the case but just the inconvenience of it all i just don't know what would be enough to stop him but to be so i want to say something real quick um with something you said when we talked early before we were on on air and <laughs> um that in japan i think you said there there are no mass shootings because they don't have guns yeah and i have access to guns like they do so i've um had said well what is a mass shooting and um he said it had to be at least I think four people three or four Mm -hmm. people and I did not realize that three or four people you know define mass but Mm -hmm. that's what I confirmed that that is correct what you told me and then they were also saying like well what can how can we you know stop it like um that the the obvious thing would be gun control but that's not going to happen in second amendment America um second amendment okay yes yeah but they also said that you know some things they said well better mental health services would be um would be something or target hardening which is make the targets of these mass shootings harder to do like in schools i don't know if they meant like you know uh you know some of them have metal detectors and things like that to kind of keep it you know, target hardening, just make it harder for people to target areas. But, but, but to me, it would be e- easier to just get rid of the guns. I, I was, I was like, you're making it harder on the, on the, the people who could, who could potentially be shot. And let me just say this, right. working, working mm-hmm. in a school system, and Tracy and I grew up in a time where there was no such thing as a mass shooting, where you did not no. have to practice hiding. And to no. be honest, when we've done these drills, it's a little terrifying really so even right, though you had to do them right it, it, even though it's a even though it's pretend you know we're pretending and we do fire mm-hmm. drills and tornado drills and what have you yes that's all idea, i was used to in school but the idea of having to take us a, a group of kids and be responsible and in and, and and in our case um you know we we're we're in a, a space where we have to someone has to close the door somebody has to get the kids in place and then we all have to sit quiet that's that's scary you know, mm-hmm. to, to practice it is scary to, to, to think about having that weight and responsibility um, for these children based on this one individual having a gun when we could eliminate that one individual individual having guns by just not having this this whole idea of everybody has a right to bear arms in the United States. Um, so, yes, Tracy, you're right. It mm-hmm. would make more sense to get rid of the guns than to try to make it harder for people to shoot you. Right. Yeah. So anyway, we um, pray for those people in Buffalo. And, you know, another thing that we were um, uh, that was going to be a part of that was the um, you said replacement theory, like the 911. Talk about the 911 call. Yes. One of the um, um, employees there called 911 and was whispering because that's what you do when you're in this very desperate situation and you don't want to be heard. 
and the fact that the 911 call um, responder who um, answered the phone was, you know, questioning why is she whispering? I can't hear you. And just was being um, incredibly unprofessional and quite rude. So this woman, um, the employee got nervous. She dropped the phone. Um, the 911 caller said something and hung up. She in turn called her boyfriend and asked him to call 911. But, you know, I, I don't know how 911 works, but the idea that you, and let me say this, Tracy, I called 911 myself. Uh-huh. I called 911 when I lived by myself and I thought someone had broken into my house. And you're right, you whisper. Yeah, you do. You whisper because you're thinking somebody's in your house and you don't want them to know that you're calling 911. Right. I happen to have had a wonderful person on the other end. And when I was on the phone, because my house had two bedrooms and I had a phone in the other in the other room. And so he was he was telling me, he's like, okay, right now the police are coming. He was telling me how, how many minutes they should be out. He says, at this point, you should start to see the red lights. He said, you should see the red lights. And then at one point, I thought the person had picked up on the other end because I thought someone was in my home. And he's like, that's me. He said, that is me. He says, I'm going to disconnect the phone. That's me right now. Don't worry about that. He says, that's me. He says, uh-huh. I'm going to disconnect the phone. Don't worry about dis- disconnecting the phone. He says, you should hear a knock right now. And I uh-huh. heard a knock. He says, that's the police. You go ahead and let them in. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Kept yes. Calm. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. 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 But when you, you are whispering. Yes. You are whispering. That man never asked me why I was whispering. Uh, he did because he, yes, he knew she was scared. I'm yes. like, I, I think there's somebody in my house. He never questioned that. So, you mm-hmm. know, for, for that 911 caller to even question the fact, that should be an alert that something really is serious going on. Uh-huh. Um, I anticipate her, you know, of course, they have to go through the protocol of um, investigation, but I, I would be surprised if she maintains her job there. Uh-huh. Um, I would be very Well, surprised. I don't know because I heard that she was on a paid leave. Well, they, they'll give you paid leave. They, they do that because that's, you know, they can't just cut your money off. You know, they, uh-huh. they have to go through the proper investigation. But, you know, I, I, I would be very surprised mm-hmm. if, if she stays. And if she does stay, I would be even more surprised that she continues as an operator. They may move her into another place. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that, that was just horrible. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunate. So this gentleman targets this particular um, store because it is a a black community. He was very purposeful in where mm-hmm. he went. There's a clip on Twitter where he he is recording what he's doing and he wow. turns his gun to a, an employee and realizes that the employee is white. And he, he says, says, "Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yes, he does." And he keeps yep. going on his way. Which so to me, that's gonna mess up the insanity <laughs> defense. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that are going to mess up the insanity defense. Number one, uh, you recorded it. Number two, you apologize when the guy was white. And number three, you came out with your hands up and put your gun down. Yes. So. Yes. And also he did recon like he he, he spent months. He he drove out there before. Right. Just to scope out the things. And I think he went a few days before. Right. To scope out. Um, it was planned. The plan. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really anxious to see how, because it, it's going to be something they're going to try to, you, I don't know, remember some years ago, there was a young man that, like, killed uh, uh, some people in a car, and he was suffering from affluenza, like he was. Yes, affluent. yes, yes, yes. I, remember I wonder, that. I said, I'm just, I'm trying to wait to see how they're going to skew that, what, what his defense is going to mount you know, for him, because I've, I've never seen an insanity defense where the insanity was like years in the making. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it, it'll be interesting. It will be. Will it, it will hold be. up? And I'm wondering if he's gonna get like acquitted, like Rittenhouse. I don't think so. I don't think so. so. Okay, I, I, but you know what? We we are you all have, you have greater faith in the American um, justice system. Than I do. Well, and Tracy, you, my, you and my thing is because it's you know because it's a white guy. It was a black guy. Then you know, oh honey, all hell's gonna break. Let's say everything gonna come. Anything they can pile on you, they're gonna pile on you. But they're gonna because it's difficult for white people to see this man as a threat, or you know right. that he was just misguided. You know he was upset. He was having a bad day. Right. You know they get a reprieve for that. They get grace for those kinds of things but black men women people we can't ever have a bad day um in the legal system 
no. So I, I really think I I would not be surprised. Like if he doesn't walk free, then he's going to go to like a mental institution or to a, a prison where he will live in the lap of luxury for the two or three years he's going to be there. <laughs> okay, she said, I don't want to laugh because that's really sad. He's going to be it there. It is sad, but that's, I, that's the way I feel. I don't think he's going to get in. I don't think, I don't think he's going to uh, uh, suffer the consequences of his actions to the extent that he should because he's a white guy. Now, you know, I'll say this too. You know, I was wrong about um, Derek Chauvin, the guy that murdered um, George Floyd, because right. he did go to prison. And I told you that he would not. So, yeah, you know, did. maybe I'm wrong, but I just but, don't see They just, you know, law, the judicial system just does not work in our favor. Never. Yeah, it it never but, has. But Rittenhouse, you said Rittenhouse wasn't going to jail, and I, and I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that was, you know, it. It, it is um it is inconsistent it is inconsistent yeah. in how it it treats um what seems to be obviously guilty crimes yes um particularly it is consistent in how it treats black folks yes inconsistent in how it treats white folks right but more likely than more more than likely they get leniency than than black people they don't you're right mm-hmm. they do get the grace but you know once again our condolences to the family um members there you know because now we have family you know they, they're missing aunts and uncles and mothers and sisters and brothers and cousins and nieces and nephews i mean you know that's 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 a member of their family that should be with them it should be with us because they were grocery shopping i said you can't even you know the people that would blame black people for being the victims well they shouldn't have been in the grocery store right you know, you're, you're doing a normal thing and i think that's the thing that's so crazy about it tracy yep. you're doing something normal something in normal. all honesty you know after that happened, and I went to the grocery store, and I, I go to a a, um, a um, mixed community grocery store, for lack of a better word. I'm trying to find uh-huh. out. It's, it's not a black neighborhood grocery store, but even uh-huh. then, you know, it's like, okay, you know what? Let me let me just be cautious and, mm-hmm. and aware. And you know, we're always right. aware, like you know where the exits are. You kind of you know you're aware of your surroundings, but the yeah. idea of somebody walking in and targeting me. Are you, if we're in the grocery store, and bypassing somebody else is very real. It's very real. Yeah, very real. Yeah, you know, we, we live in we live in a, a state. Black folks live in a state, whether it's and it's not even a conscious state. It's not mm-hmm. even like we're fully aware of it. But this kind of state of heightened awareness, mm-hmm. a lot. You know, a lot when we go when you go out, you're just kind of aware without even realizing it. So I imagine if you're sitting out at a restaurant and if you were to stress test me versus the white woman sitting next to me, our stress levels would be different. Much higher. Yeah. And I wouldn't <laughs> even know higher. it. Yep. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even know it. It's, it's just that constant state of being that you that you live in that you didn't even recognize you're living in because you've been living it so long. It's, that's, uh-huh. been, that's been our life. So oh, yeah, that was a lot. All right. So we're going to move on to Road versus Wade. Um. Of course, the decision has been leaked. Um, who do you think <laughs> leaked? Doing the air quote, y'all. Yeah, leaked. Who do you think leaked it, Tracy? Do you think it was a Democrat or a Republican? I don't know. I, you know what? I don't know. I, that I don't know, comma, but. I don't think that this investigation, I'm doing air quotes now, is really going on because from my understanding, the um, Supreme Court is very like closed. It you wouldn't have like people, random people coming in, going out. You know, even the male people probably are very um, uh, background checked and all that kinds of things. So yeah. whoever did it, they probably already know who it is, and they just haven't said. I just can't imagine that somebody did that because it shouldn't be that many people that they would have to look through, investigate to see who did it but i'm glad that it leaked cuz it gave us it gave it gave us a heads up cuz i knew it was coming like, I, I knew that i knew that it was coming jabisa i did i did i did i knew it was coming when they had the three trumplican um no uh, the, the nominees appointees on the court yeah i knew that it was coming and um the and the thing is, like, when they were asking the questions of them, like, I didn't really watch. Um, I was, the only two I watched, I didn't watch a Gorchev, Gorchev or whatever, because his was on. Yeah. But I did watch um, 
the um the Amy Koenig bear and yeah. um Brent Kavanaugh because you know I just don't even because those two I didn't even think were qualified to serve. They were <laughs> but, not. They are not. But so I did pay attention there. And so I could see it, you know, from her, she was conservative. She was very inexperienced. Like, it's funny, this, and I'm going off on a tangent here real quick. Um, KBJ is, like, eons more qualified than Amy Coney Barrett <laughs> to serve on the Supreme Court. And you see what she had to go through to get that. She had to, like, yeah. like for everything else with Black people, we have to be highly qualified. I mean, they, we, there cannot be anything. Twice, twice as good. Twice as good. No, uh, triple times as good. Three yeah. times as good. Yeah. And to even be considered to be a Supreme Court justice, if KBJ had the same qualifications in air quotes as a Coney Brown, I mean Coney Barrett, she wouldn't, she been wouldn't even. She wouldn't, she wouldn't even been considered. Been considered. And so right. okay, so now okay, I'm just gonna leave that with y'all right there. Rest that, and then I'm going back. But when they put them on i knew that i knew that um gonna was gonna it. be yes and there are gonna be some other things that they're gonna undo yeah they're gonna there's gonna be some other things that are gonna un, that they're gonna undo this, this to is now that they have this majority yep this is a gateway this is a gateway it so, is it and, is and, for them and, to and, undo stuff i'm just wondering like are they gonna do are they gonna go back and look at like the 13th amendment <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna look at they're gonna look at gay marriage. They are. They're gonna look at gay marriage. That's gonna you be. Think they'll next. go back as far as the Thirteenth Amendment and say, "Well, since slavery is not a thing anymore, we can just." <laughs> I just can't go that far. Kind of, no, <laughs> but let me. Let, but let's let's back up a little bit. What I did not know because Ray, Wade Roe versus Wade was decided in 1973. Yes. And speaking of Thirteenth Amendment, well, not so much the Thirteenth, but the Fourteenth Amendment. So the the three the three amendments is a little American history. Three mm-hmm. amendments that have had the most impact on Black Americans was the 13th Amendment, which ended slavery. Right. The 14th Amendment, which granted the slaves citizenship. Yep. And then the 15th Amendment, which granted Black males the right to vote. Right. Um, so when we talk about voting, just a side note, the last group of people who were able to vote in the United States were Black women. That's right. Because and white women like gained the right to vote ago. in 19, was it 1920? Yep, 1920. In 1920. Uh-huh. Black women couldn't vote until the 1960s, mm-hmm. along with Black men. But initially, after the Civil War, once that 15th Amendment was granted, many, 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 many Black men voted as long as they could. And mm-hmm. then when they got to the point where they couldn't because of Jim Crow and all the little crazy laws and the grandfather clauses and what have you, then mm-hmm. they, they were just not in the position, position to vote, which is probably one of the reasons why Black women are avid voters and we believe in That's that. right. That's exactly um, why. But the decision of Roe versus Wade was based on the 14th Amendment with the implicit right of privacy. And Tracy, when you think about this, when I read that, when I really read it and started understanding the reasoning behind the decision, there is no medical procedure Understand that an abortion is a medical procedure. Mm-hmm. There's no other medical procedure in which you have to have the governmental approval of. Right. There's no medical procedure mm-hmm. in which there's no government decision on whether a man can get a vasectomy. Nope. There's no government decision on whether you should get a gallbladder. There's mm-hmm. no governmental decision on um, breast augmentation. Right. This is the only medical procedure mm-hmm. in which the government has a voice in. Mm-hmm. And so when people talk about, and it was ironic that they, that the same, it's the same group of people who don't want to wear a mask because you don't want the government to tell you what you can. That's and right. Do. My body, my choice. Right. They don't want to wear, they don't want to wear a mask. No, because it's their body, their choice. But you're going to turn around and tell women in particular Mm -hmm. that they cannot have a say in their body. Because at the end of the day, that's really what it is. It's exactly, Jamisa. And to me, doesn't make any sense at all. I say, are you even listening to what you're saying? It's talking out the side of your neck. You say one thing in one breath and say the the whole idea of we value the right, we value a person's life, but we believe in a death penalty. I don't understand how you can say that a person's life it matters 
you know, it's that the life is matter. The life is important, but, but we're going to support a firing squad. Yes. To, in South to, Carolina, we do. Right. For the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how it you can be on those sense. total end, those total opposite ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. but they do. They I don't are. understand how you, how you reconcile that because to me, a life is a life. A life is a life, whether the life is at, new birth, at newborn or in middle age for a crime that you may or may not have committed because mm-hmm. the judicial system isn't always right. That's right. It's imperfect. It's imperfect. So you mm-hmm. are, and there have been so many people who have been killed legally by our judicial system. Yes. That were innocent. And yep, you can't that lose that. Yep. Yep. So, um, so it's sad that we have, we are in this state. That's, we are I, regressing, that we are we, regressing in 2022. We, we look are like 1949, yes. 1932. Yep. 1929. I mean, it, yep. it is. It is. It regression. does. It, it does. Um, so yeah, for them to tell us we can't go out the house to work no more. We say it again. I said, I'm waiting for them to tell us that we can't go outside the home to work anymore. Uh, girl, and don't be surprised when it happens. So we say all this because it is elections, guys. Mm-hmm. And we just yeah. talked about women, black women voting, but everybody has to vote. Everybody. Everybody has. Okay, everybody. and let me tell you, you got to vote the right way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to vote. Yeah. You, you have to vote for, for, yeah, for your own best interest. For your own best. But you know what? I think we have to be just a little bit broader than that. We have to think of not just our own best interest, but the interest of our community and the interest of our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has to be a paradigm shift in, the, in folks that you can't just do what's going to be just good for you because things don't just affect you. You know, when, when, when some, particularly women, vote against their interests. Yes. You know, when some women go into the ballot in closed doors, um, we talk about voting. And one of the things I, I say to the kids, I, you know, I, I talk about the importance to vote to the kids and that they need to vote is their right and their responsibility and the understanding that, that when they're voting, mm-hmm. it is private. What they do behind that little curtain, yep. that little part nobody's business but your business own, and mm-hmm. their business alone. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're voting, vote for the things that are not just short term or long term. Look at beyond this moment, but you know your children. Mm-hmm. You know the, these decisions that are made. Some of these laws that are in place are long term. Yeah, it's not just for the next three or four years or five years until the next election, but they are decisions that will be affecting people for for many many years. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where we are. But it, it but the leak has really. Um, inspired. It has, it has. But you know what? I think it just made it earlier because these um, demonstrations and everything were going to happen once um, it was overturned. Because I, it's going to be. But it's I think what, 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 none of those justices have any motivation to because they know what the law was that that um, that got it uh, approved in 73 so that they know the they know the laws but they don't disagree with it so there's nothing that's going to stop it from happening they're just going to go ahead and set this loose and i don't know if this is the end of their term like aren't they in their term coming up this is going to probably be the last thing that they do and then they're going to go on on hiatus but what but but what it has done is it's probably inspired people to vote that may not have considered voting in the past Mm-hmm. I, I hope think, so, Jabisa. I hope so. Yeah. I hope you're right. I hope people yeah. aren't just angry in the moment and then let these primaries come and don't participate because that too happens. Like, just like with 45, he said, Well, he can't possibly be president. So I don't think I'm going to vote. So you hopefully people have are still hanging on to that lesson. When you don't vote, that's the kind of stuff that'll happen. So, when you, well, actually, but, but to me, when you don't vote, you voted. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So you, you know, yeah. you don't vote, you voted because if you didn't, if you didn't give him your vote, then you gave the other guy a vote. Right. To me, that's that's what it is, and, right. and the obligate the obligation is that everybody has to vote. Everybody mm-hmm. has to vote, and your vote matters. And you need to make sure that you're voting for people that are 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 um, and not and and people do your research when you vote. Mm-hmm. We've all made mistakes. I'm not gonna lie, Tracy. Yeah, I went to the ballot, went to vote, didn't look too much. She looked black. <laughs> I've done it. Yes. Done it. And sometimes, you know, just because they black ain't great doesn't mean they're gonna be great. No, um, it doesn't. 
you know, so I, I have gotten to the point where I do look at who's who's running. Who's I running look at their record, their if they've got a record, yeah. you know, I read whatever their platform is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do not just vote, vote solely. Okay, Obama, I did. He was laughing. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. But he was good too. His, he, he, was he was good, good too. Yeah. He, was, he was good too. But you know, I liked his wife. And if I like your wife, then hey, you're golden. You in. You in like Flynn if I like your wife. <laughs> there we go. And I thought Michelle was great. I was like, oh, then he's got to be pretty good. Yes. Um, but um, but but do your research. You know, we mm-hmm. we 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 do need to know who we're voting for. And and they can be black and great, but and then know why they're black and great. So that you mm-hmm. can you can share that with people. You know, you know, not only is he I'm voting because he's black, but I'm voting because he's just really good and he's going to do good. And this is what he's done. So we've got to do our, our research and, and be involved. And I just have to do a little shout out to, um, to Rachel. Rachel has always been really involved in, and believed in um, the voting process. And she has worked on various campaigns as a volunteer. Um, I, I have to commend her. And then Tracy also, she worked as a, um, you did the poll. You're not the poll. Yeah, you I did was a poll the, worker. Yep. That's yeah, she right. did. A, she was a poll worker. So you know, I just go vote. <laughs> so <laughs> and I just did. It. I, I've done it too since. Not just for um the 2020 election. I I've done it since. Since yeah. Too yeah. So, um, so there's all these opportunities to be involved. Um, mm-hmm. But but spread the word. You know, research the candidates. Know who they are. Um. And then go out and vote for them and share that information. You know, people, I, I like if I, if trust me, if I know something new, I'm going to tell you. Yep. So um, share the information, but do research it. There's, there's no reason not to know anything about the candidates you're voting for. If there's not much information, that should be also a little bit reason for you to That's, be able to yes. think about it too. It's yep. like, oh, they don't have much out there. They don't have so, anything, right. right. So, you know, you might want to be um, very cautious of those who don't have a lot. So it's voted, but it's, it's the prime, it's the midterms is coming up. This yep. is the time to start moving some people and putting some people in that are going to make some really legitimate changes that are going to be beneficial to all Americans. And that's that's all that anybody wants. Ice Cube said it best. Everybody wants a wife, some children, a house, and a picket fence. Everybody wants that. Mm-hmm. And everybody should have the opportunity to have To get it, it. right. Yeah, they, should. Right. they should. Okay. So next we're going to talk about our trip. Oh, we went to Montgomery, Alabama, and we went to see the Legacy Museum, and I am not going to call it the lynching memorial. It is the Peace and Justice Memorial. Is that right, yep. mm-hmm. The okay. Equal Justice. So the Equal Justice, uh, um, Equal Initiative, Justice Initiative mm-hmm. um, which was started by Brian Stevenson. If you don't know Brian Stevenson, if you've heard of the movie Just Mercy, Mercy which starred Michael B. John, Michael B. Jordan, Jordan, and Jamie Fox. Um, he is a lawyer, um, and he has been advocating for um, people who are, have been on the um, death row for a number of years. And um, he's done a, a number of other things. But one of the things that he did is in Montgomery, Alabama, he built this um, memorial, and he went and collected the dirt in which, as as that he could find on um, the soil in which. Um, Black Americans have been lynched on. Mm-hmm. And so he's created this, memo- this memorial where he has listed the year, the dating year that yep. um, Blacks it, have been lynched for each um, uh, county and states all over the, the country. States. And I did not know that there were lynchings in Oklahoma and uh, I think California too, right? Yeah, in every state. I, I don't think there was one state that didn't have lynchings um some states have more than others and some counties yes. have more than others but it, it's it's there's a lot of things there it, there's it's a little overwhelming yes it's, it's sad that's the word it is um it's very it's, it's um if it, you get you get angry because they're they're um they're you know they list the reasons for the lynchings mm-hmm. um they were doing too good um, they were, yes they were too prosperous they were too or some man, man didn't feel like running an errand for a white woman and he lost his life right or, or some or, or there was a a son and a, a son a mother and a son where the boy was accused of stealing the bible and so they lynched the, the both of them there were times in which the person they were actually looking for the lynch wasn't available they couldn't find them so they lynched the the the, the sibling or the or yep. the parent another family member right right so right. It, it's it's just crazy um, to, and of course it was terrorizing. 
I think the other thing, and I've said this to Tracy, and I've said this for years, I've said this for years, and I still, I will continue to say this. The lynchings happened, but what was crazy to me, what is even crazier is the number of white folks that go to see the lynchings, yes. that view this as entertainment. At one point they were taking, and they were making postcards and sending them out. And yes. I say this, when we were tracing, I were there, and I say it again. I've said it for years. You cannot, as a white person, go to a lynching and, and not have a traumatic effect on you. Mm-hmm. You cannot. I cannot imagine there was a white person there that this is. I I, I don't know how they stood there and didn't throw up. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how they stood there. Um, they they describe, and I couldn't. I could not read them all, but they describe where they had, they were burning this man. And they yes. have him tied down and he's hollering and they put gas on him and he's hollering and it's silence. And it's silence, yes. And then they yes. set him on fire and he was yes. hollering and nothing happens. Nobody goes to, to, to put the fire out. They let this man burn. Right. And I don't know much. My dad served in Vietnam and he didn't talk about Vietnam, but the one thing he said is you never forget the smell of a, a burning, burning flesh. Exactly. I don't know how this this had to have affected those white folks. It had to have affected those white folks. They had to have been traumatized. I don't know how they laid down that night and not have that, those images in their head. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, we don't talk about these things, but yeah, it had to be traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it was, it was, it was, it's hard. It was. It was very hard, and it made you angry. It made you sad, and. Also, for me, I said the fact that, you know, there are Black Americans still in this country who are descendants of enslaved people, we're still here because from the inception of that awful practice, since the emancipation of enslaved people, we have been like useless or nuisance to white people. And the fact that we, as evidenced by the fact of all the killings and the hate crimes and the economic um obstacles that are put up in front of us that we are still here but you know what to me is. that is like a um you know how the um what do you call it the germans did the ethnic cleansing how they you know were killing all the jews over there to me it's been a prolonged cl- cleansing um, but, cl- but or, it, or, or, or at least i'm trying to do it but but theirs was and I disagree. We've never been a nuisance. I don't know if we've been a com- a competition, um, because our, our our resources, our skills have been used. Right. I mean, they've used our resources, our skills. They wanted our resources and our, and our skills. We came. Right. We brought to this country skills that no white man had. We came. That's right. We could harvest rice. They didn't know how to harvest rice. They did not, and they went there specifically looking, looking for those for, for those, those skills for, for that those skills. For those skill sets. And and that's another thing to too to say, oh, slavery was just oh, it was a happenstance. It was not. It was purposeful. It, it was, was very purpose. purposeful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I don't think we've never been a you know, nuisance is some somebody you don't even bother with. We have been we've been something that that I think maybe I don't know, I'm just thinking offhand, some jealousy, mm-hmm. some um envy, um never respect. Mm-mm. Never respect. But uh, but I agree. Despite everything being thrown at us, we we still survived. I think the other thing that that struck me when we were there was the fact that family members didn't know their family members had been had family members had been lynched. Um, mm-hmm. That you know when someone dies, they're going through some old documents and they find these articles and they realize that their their uncle had been lynched. Um, there was right. a, a story um, where the family shared that they learned that their their grandfather had been lynched and it, they understood now they understood why their father was so distant and mm-hmm. she talked about how the father just never stayed in one place he was always moving um talked about how the family she didn't know at the time but the family left that area changed their name mm-hmm. so that there was no association with the family member that had been lynched so you you know you have those things going on these family secrets that have been held for numbers of years right um so those things were going on. Um, in addition to that, that they also have the Legacy Museum, which um, Tracy, you've been to the African American Museum in DC, is that correct? Uh-huh. Yes. And so 
so they're they're two different two different museums. It's apples to oranges. So I don't want to try to compare the two by no means. Uh-huh. Um, but the impact in both of them is 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 different. It um, is when you walk into the Legacy Museum, it is very much a sensory, emotional yes. feel is. when it you is. walk in there, mm-hmm. as as opposed to the African American Museum, where it's you know a lot of displays and information that you can read. But there there is there's and I'm not going to say what it is because I want you to go. But right. there is, when you walk <laughs> in, there will be these this sensory thing that will happen. There will be something that will just hit you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of, of course, a lot of knowledge and facts and things like that right. along the way. But it, it is, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible, he's done an incredible job. He's made it affordable, mm-hmm. both Definitely. the memorial and museum, it's $5. Yep. There's a little, there's a bus that will take you from place to place. You don't have right. to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredibly professional. The, all yes. the staff is really wonderful. Yes. And then Tracy's going to talk about the, um, the business well, we yes, have, that's our black business. That's our black business. It's Kenny George's um, kitchen, and it is connected to the Legacy Museum. It's like right in the same building, and it is um, soul food. <laughs> yes. It's delicious, and um, they have the history of the founder. I think it was Mary. Oh goodness, Mary, I Mary Inez Taylor is is its namesake. Um, but they, um, the, their family apparently had a restaurant in Alabama. Um, oh shoot, to be someone got off of my. So anyway, they're in another part of Alabama, and um, Brian Stevenson frequented that place. And he, over the years, was trying to convince the family that they need to open up another one. They're like, Nah, we don't do that, you know, because they they were professional, like accountants, nurse. Um, nurses they were doing other things but when he built the when the um, legacy museum opened up and then he said I got a space for y'all and it was kind of hard to say no so the family has embarked on that second location um, in Montgomery and it is delicious so when you go to visit the legacy museum and in the um, um, justice memorial memorial you need to you can't you have to eat there because it is it is the food is amazing yeah the food was very good it was really good i i enjoyed it i it was it was it was a wonderful experience we were there our time flew by we didn't even realize that the people were like um you got to go yeah (laughs) i know we were just getting ready to go sit down and watch one of the other little um, movie theaters theaters. and she's like uh i said yeah we're going in she said well we close at five and we're like what time is it well, 55. <laughs> <laughs> that way, but it was so good. It was so good. We have to go back. It was, I just enjoyed it. And a, a little note about Montgomery, which I did not know. Montgomery was, um, there were some terms that, that, that they, that I learned in um, going through the museum. There was the international slave trade. Um, slaves were being imported around the world. And in the United States, the international slave trade stopped the United States in 1808. After 1808, mm-hmm. slaves were not supposed to be imported from Africa to America. They still were. Mm-hmm. But legally, in 1880, it was supposed to stop. But what happened right. after that stop was there was still a demand for slaves. So then right. you had what they had, the... the, um, the, the um, illegal. Well, not the... No, they did the... Well, they were coming from Africa, but we had the, the domestic importation of slaves. So slaves were being moved from say Virginia down south but Mm -hmm. one of those ports one of those areas in which a lot of that movement happened was in Montgomery because Montgomery was on the water and then they had a railroad so Mm -hmm. you had a lot of slaves from the Virginia area going down um to Alabama to Texas to Louisiana so I I had no clue that that was happening there um so that's the significance and Montgomery was also the first um home of the confederacy yes so yeah. they, they, for whatever reason, they, they started in Montgomery. Jefferson was sworn in as the um, president of the Confederacy in Montgomery. And then they ended up moving to Virginia. But it actually started. So the command to, to, um, to bomb Fort Sumter was actually given from Alabama. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of Black history in history Alabama. There. Yes. 
There's a lot of Black history in South Carolina in Charleston. I just want to throw that yes, out. Yes, it is. It's a, there's a lot of Black history in all of the Southern states. I mean, in even every state, really. Right. But I, that right. was surprising for Montgomery because I was always curious, why did he do, why did he pick Montgomery? But learning that, that made a lot of sense. That yep. made a lot of sense. And let me tell you this other thing when you go to Montgomery. When you go to Montgomery, Alabama, there's going to be this beautiful water fountain. Yes. Don't be fooled. The water fountain was the slave market. Yes, it was. Yes. So don't be fooled. Yep. And it makes so much sense because the train station and the water were right there in less than a mile is yep. the distance between the two. So they would take the slaves off of the train or off of the boat, take them to that square, and that mm-hmm. was where they would auction them. Right. Off. And then if they landed like between business hours, then they had all these holding cells to keep them in all along that street. Right. So, yeah. um, but you but wouldn't the know equal that justice initiative, the, the equal justice center is actually one of those places. It is. And we were looking for Brian Stevenson, but he wasn't. We were, we were, we were groupies. We were saying, maybe he'll come out. I know that's <laughs> we love you, Brian. <laughs> so yeah, but it, we, we had a delightful trip. We really it did. Was. So it was, mm-hmm. it was a good trip. It was a learning trip and I really enjoyed it. We're going to, we're, we're planning on road tripping again. Yeah. All right. And so as we're going to, as we come to a close, um, this was for Mother's Day, but since we're a little bit behind, I'm still going to use it because mothers are always in season. Um, (laughs) There's no way to be a perfect mother and a million ways to be a good one. And that's from Jill Churchill. I love it. You know, you got to say it twice. Okay. There's no way to be a perfect mother and a million ways to be a good one. And, And so with that, We bid you adieu until next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.